0: Because you know anyway better than me. Well baby know better than me in a way that I can see. Baby baby, you know anyway I can see. Single organic presents. Who's to blame the podcast? All right, good people, and I'm your host, Dre Montez, and this is episode 506, and happy new year to you, good people, happy new year to you, (coughs) to the people out there in Facebook land, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, Spotify, iTunes, WhosToBlame.com, wherever you may be at. As well as DreMontez.com Don't forget, you can also listen to the show Audio style, wherever you listen to your favorite podcast You can also catch the live version of the podcast Or you can also check out our live version of our show Montez at midday, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday At 11 a.m. Central, Standard Time As I said, Happy New Year to you High fives in the building Chest bump Let's hug it out, dilly dilly can tell you something about these hugs. It's something about hugging yourself. I I can't explain it. It, it, It's very therapeutic in a a very great way. If you're celebrating a birthday today, happy birthday to you. Happy wedding anniversary to you. Whatever celebration you may have. Did you have a kid this year? A New Year's kid. Who had a kid to start the New Year off right? Is that for your tax purposes you got to wait till next year? Always wondering about people. But hold on. We don't want to have that baby yet. Hold on. Hold on. Let's look at this tax wise. (laughs) You're really trying to plan your investment the right way when you're thinking about adding to your name and family brand. About basing it on tax reasons here, 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 here. 2022 was quite the year. Every time a new year starts, people reflect on. The past, you know, they say the past, it's in the past, but the past never lets you forget sometimes. So I'm quite sure there's some things that happened this year that would not let you forget it, whether it's good or bad, it would not let you forget. And I don't think it was that, was it, was it really that bad of a year for you? Was it really that bad of a year? Did you learn a lot about yourself from 21 to 22? Do you think you learned a little bit more about you? Did your friend circle get a little stronger? Job security, are we there yet? Financial stability, where are we at with that? Lifestyle of choice, how's that going for you? See, all those things should become a little bit clearer to you as you get older. That's what they try to tell you. But once you cross 45, something happens. You start thinking like a child again, like a teenager. You start doing childish shit, and it takes a good hard lesson from yourself a good stern talk of of what you're doing and trying to understand what you're doing to wake up from that process i mean i think it happens to everybody every documentary i've ever seen based on an actual person there's that transition of life it happens some go through it three times some go through it just that one big time that's all it took and some actually say they never experienced. That life-changing moment. I'm not saying it has to be like you in the lottery. You've banging four chicks and four dudes in the same day. It's not what I'm talking about. It's something that moves the pieces and really expresses the vision to you. So when the year closes out, I kind of reflect on what the year has brought us. For us, intellect. For us, the details of the moment. What can we use in 2022, moving forward to improve? Not just ourselves, the people around us and our communities and lifestyles. What can we take from that experience? Because movies or documentaries that deal with the 60s to the 70s, the 70s to the 80s, there was something brought from the previous decade moving forward to make it better. And I thought that was, hmm, one of those moments. I want just something that we can use like that today. What's applicable today that we can take from 22 and win the early parts of 23 and move it forward, you know? Reflecting on the past to me has a lot to do with how the sports year went. Who's to blame? And in college football, I think it was one of the most exciting years in college football. Viewership for HBCU is up. I really am a big fan of the transfer portal. Now that I understand it, in the beginning, I was just like you, quitter. You're afraid of competition. That's how I was thinking of it. Boy, was I wrong. Television contracts. Scheduling is getting a little better. Different venues. The way the game is captured on different platforms. Now, I must say, we got to calm down on all these different subscriptions and platforms to watch games. That's getting a little excessive. But for the overall viewership of college football this past season i have to say it was fun it was fantastic i don't know if your team is in the college football playoffs right now that being tcu or other or if your team even had a bowl appearance if they won a bowl game how your team did but overall looking at the game of college football this year my oh my what a season did we have from the plays to the matchups, the cameraman, the, the cameraman, I don't think the cameraman, cameraman two and four get enough credit. They give us some of the greatest fan shots in TikTok history. I mean, half of these women on TikTok, if it wasn't for the cameramen in college football, where would they be now? Oh, who's to blame? I'm applauding the cameraman in college football, especially during bowl season. It happened again in college football. Teams not ready for that action. The break between the games that matter and the bowl action is too damn long. Remember your first year in high school, the first time you experienced Christmas break? You couldn't remember your locker combination. That's too long of a break. They haven't played since November, some of these teams. And you want them to play in January? Hold up, hold up. Some of these teams haven't played since October. And you want them to play in December. Hold up now. Can we lessen? I mean, come on. Let's let's go back to giving us 10 games in one day. We can take it. We can take it. The networks can take it. Ain't nothing on but rerun television at that time anyway. Come on, NCAA television committee. Let's go. The bowl games are spread out too far that one team doesn't show up to the third quarter. The other team is long-winded by the second quarter. If you don't believe me, explain to me what happened in the USC game. Caleb, you're on the clock. Come on, talk to me. You won the Heisman. Still don't believe that was your mama. That was your sister. That's not your daddy. That's your neighbor, Ted. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lincoln, I believe in Riley. All that for what? For what? Mission epic fail. Epic fail. You didn't complete the mission. You didn't complete the mission. I expected perfection. All they did to get you out there on the left coast. Come on, Lincoln. I believe in Riley. Stage fright. First year jitters. Cameraman two and four. Great, great play on the stand camera, by the way, on the fan camera. Okay. Michigan, I can't let you off the hook. I blame Michigan's poor play on Captain Khaki Pants. He's looking at the future. He knew he wasn't going to be at Michigan any longer. He gave you what you wanted, a conference championship. He gave you that. He gave you that. Now, you want a little bit too much for him to win a bowl game and or a national championship? Hold up. Who's to blame for that? You got Ugga running back you. And I'm gonna tell you right now the mitigating circumstance on how UGA's gonna lose that game. I tell you, I'm not gonna tell you that. You gotta tune into the show when we do the college football championship watch party. You gotta tune into the show. Got that coming to you on Monday. Got that coming to you right there. Or is that Tuesday, Monday? I'm gonna tell you what I what Mizzou and what my Florida football Gators exposed about UGA on defense. I'm looking for this matchup, this matchup here because TCU came in at a party. The Ohio State. That's what you get. You can dot all you want to. You can oh, hi, oh, all you want to. But oh, my God, it happened again. You can't get to the moment and forget how to dance. Who's to blame? Mm, mm, mm. But what a year we had in college football. What a year we had in college football. Yes, I am a Florida football Gator fan. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. And I'm not going nowhere. It's okay. I'm okay with that. We will do better next year. Even if I got to go to the coaches meeting via Zoom, I will get the message across. It's failing us right now. The message is failing us. These kids getting lost in the dream. Affirmations of the day. We're going to let it go. Ignore them. Give it time. Don't compete. Stay calm. It's on you. And laugh. I see different manjas every day, and we're all in day four of the new year. Everybody needs that every day to get them motivated, pushed out of the bed. Whatever you got to do to get you out of neutral in the drive, do it. it. It's what's for you. Do something for you. Not the neighbors, nobody, you. Do something for yourself. I gave that speech back in September. Sometimes you got to do something for yourself. It's not selfish behavior. You got to reward yourself. You do so much for other people, you forget about you. You forget about you. And you are important to the us and them. You are important for sure. Let me tell you what else is important. This world of sports is taking a whole different turn considering what happened Monday night in football. I talked a little bit about it more in detail on Montez at Midday. You can find the rerun of that show from today on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. But it's all coming down to one thing, guaranteed contracts, guaranteed contracts. In most common arguments with corporate America, Small towns, big bank, minority ownership, shareholders. The biggest conversation is nobody is listening. And it's one small thing. What is wrong with the guarantee? They even told us in, in Tommy Boy, a guarantee is nothing but a stamp on a box. When football is starting to seem that way. All across the board, we've been challenging every sport. For us to get in it, to play it at a professional level, the amount of money they want to pay us, the acceptance, the legalities of it. It's so much you have to learn now to be a part of this professional world of sports. I don't think nobody can get it right. How do you prepare yourself for that? You live a modest lifestyle, no wife no kids, just concentrate on the sport, live in team facilities. Don't spend any of your money, put all your money in the bank and bet on yourself to get out of this thing alive, then live off that money. Is that what they want us to do? If that's the answer, let us know. We'll change the whole message across the board in all the sports. Nobody have any kids, nobody reproduce. Nobody, any drugs, alcohol, you're not allowed if you want to play sports until you get done. Don't spend any money, live on their property and off they dime, eat their food. Because that's the only way you're going to survive after the game if anything happens to you. Because you got to support yourself one way or another or they going to do it. They're doing a bunch of head nodding, but nothing's getting done. They're pointing and head nodding. Everybody's been in the pointing, head nodding phase. Remember you were a kid? on this Way Back Wednesday edition of the show, and you know you did something wrong. You're talking to your parents from across the way, and that point head nod coming. That's not always a good thing. That is not always a good thing. But it's hard to get this conversation taken seriously. The age gap in these owners changes the whole narrative in the conversation. You got to break it down to its purest form in more ways than one. They don't understand simplicity. They don't understand everyday normal lifestyle activity. They have something that somebody to do something for them in everything. Hopefully, this changes the conversation moving forward across all the sports. I don't care what level you play it on. We got to expand the education. We got to expand the knowledge. We got to expand the data. It's okay. It's a learning curve for everybody. Look how four sports has come for its equipment in the past 20 years. Across the board. Even the participation of sports is expensive. On the parents' end, it's a lot of money to participate in sports. And the only way you're going to get advantage, taken advantage of, well, not taken advantage of, if you come from what, kids? A badass neighborhood where it's poverty. Everybody feeling sorry for you. And somebody else picks up the bill but if you want your kid to have the best it's gonna cost you that free shit ain't coming to the hood with the best to offer no don't work it that way don't happen that way they want to protect the best athlete not the mediocre not the one that needs something to do get out the damn house they're starting early with the process of recruiting they're starting the process earlier and earlier of throwing what kids that money dream at you, instead of reality of this thing. What's gonna happen when I'm done? They used to teach that a whole lot when I was in school. It's not called a backup plan no more. What's your plan when you're done? Hmm. Yeah, I know what you want to do now. What's your plan when you're done? This beyond 401k. This beyond in some damn property. Well, I want to have six, seven kids. Damn that what is the plan to take care of you? They have all these meetings and symposiums in the process and the path to turn you into a professional athlete. It's all about why you're in it. Nobody's telling them, talking to you about it when you're out of it. Unless you're on a 30 for 30. When what happened? To $187 million. Well, I don't know where it went. I don't know where it went. Bad investments, bad marriages. Well, they got conversations right now to stop that from happening at a high alarming rate. But on the other side of it, what are these leagues and different entities doing to assure the responsibility and the knowledge of when I'm done, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Tell me. It, it's a guessing game out there, for the most part. It's a guessing game out there. And this guessing game is not looking good at all. This is way beyond put 10% of your money away each time you get paid, baby. no. No, I think everybody's on board now. The support, the sportsmanship, the love, the concern that was shown and expressed in these past three days has been incredible. I love when the internet works the right way. When a story gets out, the right story, the right fans, the right sportsmanship, the message. Because we're in times right now, you have to be careful with your words. This is more than think before you speak. Put your phone down before you hit send. And think before you speak as well. When when times like that right now, everybody needs to be held accountable for their own actions. Whether, whatever it may be. Again, Happy New Year to you guys. If it's your first time tuning in, thank you again for listening to Who's to Blame, the podcast, being brought to you by a title sponsor, The Weed Squad St. Louis, located, I'm sorry, <laughs> brought to you by <laughs> St. Louis Organics, located at 8088 Watson Row, formerly The Weed Squad. I have thrown off right there. Again, thank you for tuning into the show. I do appreciate it. And you guys keep moving forward on this 2023. Happy New Year to you, as they say in the hood. I'll holler at you later. Peace, and until next time, already in the building. We out.